This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Tonight, we're going to hear an episode of The Saint, starring Vincent Price. More about Mr. Price a little bit later on. First of all, about the show itself, The Saint. It began its life on radio back in January of 1945. Leslie Charteris created Simon Templer, also known as The Saint, in the 1928 novel Meet the Tiger. The Saint was originally a thief who robbed the ungodly, usually criminals or other lowlifes, to enrich himself or might occasionally capture a criminal for the same purpose. The character moved and acted with charm and style and grew to be considered the Robin Hood of modern crime. The Saint came to radio in 1940, as I say, with a six-week run in Ireland over Radio Athlone. The Saint is a fascinating and roguish character who is at best when his audience fully believes that despite everything else, he's on the side of the angels. The Yale-educated Vincent Price began his Hollywood career as a promising young actor in films such as Laura, before becoming one of the world's best-known horror movie actors in films such as The House of Usher, The Pit, and The Pendulum, the uh, comedy of Air Terrors, and in addition, Price was known to play the role of Egghead in the 1966 Batman TV series. Gee, I remember that. Price has stars on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame for both television and film. And now the episode of The Saint entitled, Simon Minds the Baby. Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saint. Hello? Mr. Templer? Yes? Joe Collins. Remember me? Joe! Sure I do. How are you, Chap? It's been a long time. Yeah, I know. Hey, your fight's still on for tomorrow night? Yeah. Uh, say, could you do me a big favor, Saint? Could you come down to the gym right away? Sure, but what is it? I'll tell you when you get here. I need to talk to somebody I can trust. I need to real bad. Well, I'll phone for a cab and be there in 20 minutes. Oh, thanks, Saint. Thanks. Oh, don't thank me, Joe. After all, I've got a bet on you tomorrow night. I've got to protect my investment. You got a bet on me? Call it off, Saint. Call it off. What? So long.
Yes? It's Louie, Mr. Templer. Your cab is here. Oh, come on in, Louie. I'll be with you in a minute. Uh, maybe you should better open the door right away. Well, why didn't you come in, Louie? The door was... Shh. He's asleep. Oh? Who's asleep? Mr. Templer. Look down. Louie. It's a baby. You are so right. But why did you bring him here? I found him here. On your doorstep, Mr. Templer. Louie, don't you look at me that way. Who ain't opened his mouth even, Louie? Well, <laughs> well uh, let's get him inside. Uh, you want to carry him? Maybe you better. Oh, all right. Uh, up we go. <laughs> oh, he's waking up, Mr. Templer. <laughs> he's cute. Yeah, he is. <laughs> What's your name, old fella? Oh, Johnny. Hey. He talks. Uh, what's your last name, Donnie? Donnie. Donnie, Donnie, huh? Uh, how did you get here, Donnie? Donnie. Here, let me try him, Mr. Temple. I got away with kids. Donnie, tell your Uncle Louie how you got here, huh? Oh, Donnie. It's a gold mine of information. <laughs> Wait a minute, look. Hey, there's a note pinned on his coat. I understand that's traditional in such cases. Oh, Donnie. Oh, just a minute, Donnie. Here. <laughs> Please, please, keep him for a few days and don't tell anyone. Not even the police. Sounds like trouble, Mr. Templer. Yes, it does. Well, I guess you won't be needing my cab now, huh? Oh, hey, the cab, I forgot. Louis, mm -hmm. how are you as a babysitter? Who, huh? me? Oh, no, oh, wait a minute, Mr. Templer. I'm a cab driver. You can't drive while you sit. My local's got rules. That, uh, I'll be back in an hour, Louis. Well, uh, just to make it official, I'll borrow your cab. Hey, 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 what do you... Well, <laughs> it looks kind of funny on you at that. Hey, look at the funny man with the hat, Donnie. Huh? Isn't that funny? No! <laughs> I'll see you later, Louie. Come on, kid. Use a little, little more left there. Get your shoulder into it. That's it. That's better. That's Excuse me, but uh, where could I find Joe Collins? Hold it a minute there, kid. Hold it. The champ? Yeah. Well, he's right there, my friend, on the table. We're getting the rub down. We? Yeah, Chadwick's the name's Sam Chadwick. I'm the champ's manager. Oh, I'm Simon Templer. Yeah. Joe said he wanted to see me. Oh, we did, eh? Well, I don't remember us doing that. Well, let's go in. Come on, let's go in. Take a blow, kid. I'll be right back. Uh, how's Joe feeling? Oh, we're in the greatest shape of our lives. The greatest. That fish Shelley hasn't got a chance tomorrow night. Don't belong in the same ring with us. Uh, two against one hardly seems fair. Two against... Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, here we are, Mr. Templer. Hey, champ, you know this, champ? Sure. How are you, Saint? I'm good, Joe. How have you been? In a pig, the absolute rose-colored pig. I've been all right. That's enough, George. Thanks. Hey, you want to talk now, Joe? Got here as soon as I could. Talk? What about? We got anything to talk to Mr. Templer about, champ? Saint, uh, the fact is, well, well, I'm sorry I called you. It was a, a mistake. It sounded pretty serious, Joe. Well, I I guess I, I'm worked up for the fight tomorrow night with Michelle. You get... Well, Jumpy, it's the training that does it. Yeah, sure, that's it. We're on edge, you know. Race a sharp condition. We always get this way right before a fight. What else? It's a sign... Shut up, Sam. We're... Sorry I bothered you, Saint. I'm sorry. And if you're sure you don't need me, I guess that's it. Yeah, sure. And look, if you want to make yourself some easy money, Mr. Templer, sock it on a champ to win tomorrow night. We won't even draw a deep breath. I've already got my money down, Mr. Chadwick. On Joe. Ah, oh, that's great. That's the greatest cinch bet of the entire Shut season. Shut up, Sam. Saint... Call off your bet. No. I think you're a pretty good man, Joe. In the ring and out.
morning, Louie. Hi, Mr. Templer. Came over as soon as I got your call. Hmm. How are you? I'm not so good. A heavy responsibility being a father. Yeah, I'm getting some help, fortunately. I phoned an employment agency, sent over a nurse. That's a shrewd move, Mr. Yeah. Templer. There's nobody quite has a woman's touch like a woman has. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, it's deep, but I'll figure it out. Come on in and see Donnie. Where is he? In bed. Oh, keeps pretty late hours. Mm, you'd be tired, too, if you said Donnie 15,000 times a day. <laughs> Donnie! How are you, Donnie, old man, huh? <laughs> if you like talking this morning, yeah? watch me. Watch me get some information out of him, Mr. Temple. You mm. just got to be firm. Well, I wish you luck, Louie. Donnie, what's your last name? Who brought you here? Where are you from? Huh? Donnie, Donnie, Donnie. At any rate, he's consistent. <laughs> oh, that must be the nurse. Mr. Templer? Yes, come in. Thank you. I'm Miss Barton, Mr. Templer. The agency sent me uh, over. Right in here, Miss Barton. Miss Barton, this is my friend Louie. How do you do? And your charge, Donnie. Hello, Donnie. <laughs> Well, he seems to approve of you, Miss Barton. Ah, oh, he's beautiful, Mr. Templer. Don't you think so? Louie and I consider him one of the most beautiful babies we have ever seen. Right, Louie? Right. Talks fluently, too, says Donnie. Come here, darling. I'm going to have to go out for a while, Miss Barton. Miss Barton. What? Oh, excuse me, Mr. Templer. I said I'll have to leave for a short while and I'll be back. We can discuss arrangements then, hmm? Arrangements? Oh, oh uh, anything will be all right, Mr. Templer. Uh, anything at all. Well, I'll call if I'm more than an hour. Goodbye. Goodbye, Donnie. Goodbye. Hey, tell your Uncle Louie goodbye, Donnie. Donnie. Well, better than nothing. Uh, where to, Mr. Templer? I want to go see Kid Fischel, Louie. Well, the guy that's fighting Collins tonight. Huh? Yes. I wasn't at all satisfied yesterday that Joe Collins didn't have something to tell me. Something going on there. Mr. Templer, you got Donnie. How many mysteries can you handle at one time? Uh, sometimes one and one can be added together to get one, Louie. What does that mean? Just a hunch, as yet. Oh. <laughs> I thought they came out with a new multiplication table. I ain't even learned the old one yet. <laughs> well... Shall we be off, Mr. Templer? Uh, there is an obvious answer to that, Louis, which I shall spare you. Let us, by all means, be off. Yes? My name is Templer, Simon Templer. Uh, they told me down at the desk this was Kid Fischel's suite. It is. Come in. Thank you to desk school, Mr. Templer. One of the kids' sparring partners. How are you, chum? How do you do? My name is Alexander. Fritz Alexander. You manage Kid Fischel? I look after him. And very well, too, eh, Frankie? The best, Mr. Alexander. Uh, can I see the kid, Mr. Alexander? Unfortunately, right now, he's sleeping. Go down to weigh in for the fight in an hour. Well, then perhaps I can talk to you about the fight, huh? It would be a pleasure. I can discuss the kid by the hour and never tire. I'm quite fond of him, you see. He's a perfect young machine, strong, healthy, handsome. He wants the championship, he shall have it. Nothing can stop him. You sound quite confident. I am. If I didn't think he could win, I wouldn't send him into the ring tonight. I wouldn't take a chance on his being hurt. I won't have him hurt, you understand? Uh, don't worry, Mr. Alexander, he ain't going to get hurt. Yes. You see, Mr. Templer, I can become quite emotional over the kid. Usually I'm... I'm not an emotional man. 
I see. And does uh, Joe Collins know that the kid is not to be hurt? He knows. You're telling me that the fight is fixed? Hey, watch your mouth, chum. I'm not telling you anything, Mr. Templer. But whoever you are, whomever you represent, remember this. The kid wants the championship. And he shall have it. Because I find pleasure in giving the kid what he wants. And if anything or anyone stands in my way... No, Mr. Templer. I refuse to be worried by you. The kid will not be hurt. Good day. Mr. Alexander said good day, chum. Thank you for interpreting, Frankie. And Mr. Alexander, my money still rides on Joe Collins. In that case, Mr. Templer, I hope you can spare it. Good day. So long, chum. Mr. Templer! Mr. Templer, I've been looking for you. Oh, what is it, Louie? I called your house to check if everything was all right, like you told me, and Miss Barton said Sam Chadwick had been calling, wants you to call right away. Hey, that's Joe Collins' manager, Louie. I wonder what he wants. I don't know, but it's supposed to be urgent. Here's the number, and there's a phone booth out here by the elevator. Oh, thank you, Louie. Hello, Mr. Chadwick? Yeah, who's this? Uh, Simon Templer, Mr. Chadwick. Oh, Mr. Templer, hey, I've been trying to get you. I've been trying to get everybody that Joe knows. The champ is gone. Gone? Gone where? I don't know. There's 50000 already in the box office for the fight tonight. He walks out. He can't do this. You mean we can't do this? You're in on it, too? Oh, skip it. Have you got any idea where Joe went to? I think he went out to get blind. The guy must be crazy. I'll find him, will you, Mr. Templer? you got to. Well, I'll do what I can. I'll pay. I'll pay anything. Anything. Within reason, that is. The fight has to go on. Well, I'll do what I can. This is one fight I wouldn't like to miss. This must be about the last bar in town, Mr. Templer. I ain't hit so many bars since the night my nephew went into the Navy. And if we don't have any luck here, I'm about ready to give up, Louie. Well, come on, let's give it a try. Yeah. Mm. You see him? No, I... Yeah, yeah, I do. Down at the end of the bar. She looks sober? I don't know. You wait here, Louie. Yeah. Hello, Joe. Huh? Oh, hello, Saint. What brings you here? Looking for you, champ. You been drowning your troubles? No, I started to, but no. I'd forgotten I was champion, and when you're champ, there's a pride that goes with it. I'd forgotten I had that pride. Care to tell me what's wrong, Joe? I'll tell you. Sure. Maybe I should have told you yesterday, but things got very bad after I phoned you. How bad? I can't win this fight tonight, Saint. You can't beat Kid Fischel? I can't try to beat him. They won't let me. They got my son. Huh? Who's they, Joe? Alexander, I guess. He had somebody do it. I knew he was a little crazy, but I didn't think he was that crazy. And I guess Marie was in on it, too. Marie? That isn't your wife. Was my wife. She left me right after the kid was born two years ago. She's no good. And if you don't let Fischel win tonight... Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? What can I do, Saint? Joe, what's the name of your son? Don. Donnie. Come on. Where? What for? I'll explain in the cab, Joe. We've got to get to my place right away.
Joe. Right behind you, Saint. So, Mr. Templer, the front door is open. Donnie. Donnie, boy, are you here? Donnie! Wait a minute, Joe. What? Behind that couch. That's Miss Barton. Oh, no. Marie. Marie? Yeah. Donnie's mother, Louie. Joe's wife. Marie. Marie. She hurt bad? I don't know. I... Here, now, let me help you, Joe. I... Oh, I'm afraid. No. Marie. Marie, can you hear me? Oh, Joey, I... I didn't know what they were doing until yesterday. Then I got Donnie and left him here where he'd be safe. Then this morning, I took the place of a girl who was sent over as a nurse, but... I guess they followed me. Who did? Alexander? No, no, not him. He sent somebody. They took Donnie. I, I, I tried to stop them, but they... Where did they but, take him? Do you know? I, I think the training camp on the river, right above Milford. I know the one. Joey. Yes, Marie. <laughs> Isn't Donnie the most beautiful boy you ever saw? Marie. I know that, that this is what all mothers say, but isn't he really? He is, Marie. And Joey, when he gets old enough, will you just tell him, just tell him that his mother loved him very much? Just that. Not all the rest. Just that, Marie. Thanks, Joey. You're a... <sighs> Marie. I'm sorry, Joe. She gave her life for Donnie. Yes, she did. Now we've got to find him. I'll find him. And if they've done anything and... In... No, Joe. If you do find him, they might. Well, look, I'll go after him. I'll go along, Mr. Templer. I don't like the guys that did this. Thanks, Louis. You better go down to the arena, Joe. And we'll let you know as soon as we can. All right. I guess it wouldn't be much use in finding Donnie. I'd probably put him in more danger. Joe, do you want me to... No. No, I'll look after Marie. She was my wife. Looks like the place. All right, Mr. Templer. Want to look through that window where the light is? All right, Louie. Come on. Sorry, twig. I'll keep down, Louie. I'm going to take a look. What did you see? This is it. Donnie's in there and that pug Frankie that I met with Alexander. You think we can take him? I think so. He's listening to the radio. Come on, let's see if we can get in the back way. If you say so, Mr. Templer. Come on. You got that tire iron, Louie? Not only have I got it, I love it like a brother. Good. Here's the kitchen door. Is it open? Yeah, we're in luck. Come on in, Louie. Quiet. And here at ringside, we're watching the introduction of various celebrities by the ring announcer before the Collins Vigel title goes. Pat Novotny, clever young welterweight from Syracuse, has just been introduced from the ring, gets a nice hand, and now there goes... Uh, I spar with a guy two months, and the night he's to win the title, I'm playing nursemaid. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Oh, Donnie. Ah, uh, shut up. Louie, stand beside the door. I'll try to get him out here in the kitchen, and when I do... Just get him out here, Mr. Templer. I'll take it from there. Here goes. Hi, Frankie. What? what? Who's that? You've got company. Who's in there? Little boy, Blue. 
Wise guy, are you? Well, you'll end up so full of holes that you'll look like a... <laughs> Bullseye, Louis. That was for Marie, Mr. Templer. Yeah, it should keep him quiet until the police get here. Maybe I should give him another one for myself. Yeah, I know how you feel, Louis, but no. Let's get Donnie and get out of here, huh? Sure, Mr. Templer. How are you, Donnie? Glad to see you. Yeah. Say hi to your Uncle Louis, Donnie. Yeah, Donnie. Can't you say hi? <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> I learned him a new word. How about that, Mr. Templer? Now he can say two words. Yes, you have a way with you, Louis. Sure. Now, what do you say to Uncle Louis, Donnie? Uh, hi. That's it. And what's your name, Donnie? Uh, hi. Louie, you oh. should have given up while you were ahead. Come on. Hey, hey, you, you can't go in there. That's a champ's dressing room. Nobody allowed in. Fight's not over, is it? Uh, not yet. Sixth round, but Collins has taken an awful pace, and I was just up there. Look, kid, get this straight. There isn't much time. Go up to Joe Collins' corner. Tell him Simon Templer has Donnie here safe. Have you got that? Sure, but I can't go up there and here, tell him... Here, look, does this persuade you? Yes, sir, Mr. Templer. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell him right away. Okay. Come on. Let's go in and sit down, Louie. Donnie's about all in. Yeah, look at him. He can't keep his eyes open. Why couldn't we go right up to Joe's corner ourselves, Mr. Templer? Couldn't risk it with Donnie. I couldn't tell what Alexander might do. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, poor Joe. You think we got here in time? I don't know, Louis. I don't know. I must be taking a beating and can't fight back. Yeah, but he can now. If he's got anything left to fight with. Quiet up there now. Must be the end of a round. Mm. See, that crowd noise, I, I, I never heard it from down here. You know, it, it scares you. It should, Louis. It's the voice of the mob howling for blood. Same voice that howled in the Coliseum at Rome 2,000 years ago. For whose blood, the champs or for shells? Mob doesn't care, Louis. Just blood. Yeah. Scares you. What makes people go to these things, Mr. Templer? Will they ever stop? No, they, they go because this is an allegory of their own lives, Louis. They'll stop when their lives cease to be conflict and pain. And when will that be? It's hmm, a good question. Hey, fight's yeah. starting up again. Yeah, that means the champ is still on his feet anyway. Come on, Joey boy, come on, come on. Mm. Hey, uh, is, is, is it wrong to root, Mr. Temple? We're all part of the crowd, Louie, one way or another. Yeah. yeah. Oh, something is happening up there. Don't yell like that for nothing. Come on, come on, Joey. Come on, Joey. Do it. You can do it, Joey. Donnie's down here. You can fight now, Joey. Careful of that tire iron, Louie. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> come on. The straight left, Jim. Come on, the straight left in the face, Joey, and cross with the right. Oh... What am I talking about? I can't even see him. Come on, Joe. Come on. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you too, Mr. Templer. Yeah, me too, Louie. Yeah. Something happened, Mr. Templer. That was too short for a round. That was a knockout. It was, Louie, but who? Yeah, yeah, who? Oh, keep everything crossed, Mr. Templer. Fingers, toes, eyes, everything. Maybe he didn't get our message, Louie. Mr. Templer, don't say that. We'll soon know. It sounds like people coming down the hall outside. Yeah, but Joey couldn't have won. Oh, boy, when I had too much taken out of him, he couldn't have come back after the... Hey, oh, was that the show? Hey, we took him, Mr. Templer. We took him. Oh. Clear everybody out of here, will you? Yeah, you hide us, everybody out. Come on, give us a chance to get off breath, will you? Everybody out. Come on. Come on, will you, fellas? Come on. That's it. All out, champ. Hey, that was a great fight. I thought it was even better than the one we fought against Babyface. Oh, boy, am I proud of us, Joe. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> well, you can excuse me now. I got some dough to collect. <laughs> Donnie. Donnie? 
Come on, now, wake up and say hello to your daddy. No. No, let him sleep, Saint. I'm not very pretty right now. But you should see Fischel. You clobbered him, champ? Good. He was a very surprised young man. Yeah. How about Alexander? I don't know. I didn't see him after it was over. I rushed right down here. And I'd better get the police on his trail. He might be able to get away if I don't tell them to... Alexander. Joe. Did you think you could get away with it? And Joe? Did you think I'd stand by and see you... That gun must be heavy, Mr. Alexander. You'd better put it down. No. The police won't like your negative attitude. What do I care? After what he did to the kid, you think I care any more about anything? The kid will be all right. He was just knocked out. Just, just. That beautiful physical machine, blooded, battered, stretched out in the dirt. Oh. Do you think the kid can ever feel the same again? Do you think I can ever feel about him as I did? He had the championship. Had it. Before Collins double-crossed us. That's one way of looking at it. Why didn't you keep out, Mr. Templer? Why? Put the gun away, Alexander. You haven't a chance. Maybe I haven't. But neither have you, Collins. I warned you not to hurt the kid, but you wouldn't listen. You're a sick man, Mr. Uh, Alexander. Perhaps I am. Perhaps the world is sick and I'm well, but I know what I'm going to do. You first, Collins. You know how the kid felt. Mr. Alexander, I'm afraid you'll have to take care of me first. Stop where you are, Templar. Don't come any closer. I warn you once more, Templar, and then I'm going to... All right, Louie. Nice work. Lucky I kept this tire iron here. You know, I think he was serious. I don't think there's much doubt about it. A very twisted man, Mr. Alexander. Hey, look. Donnie's awake. You got a smile for your old man, Donnie. Oh, Donnie, hi. Hey, he knows a new word. How about that, Saint? Ain't that some kid? He's another champ, Joe. I'll be a champ in something. Not in this racket, but something good. Something you can take a real pride in. He'll be proud of you, Joe. He'll be proud of his mother, too. After I tell him about her. Just a minute. Hi, Mr. Templer. Well, look who's here. Hi, Donnie. <laughs> Champ, let me take him out for a walk. Hey, you know what, Mr. Templer? I've been teaching him all sorts of words. Honestly, Louie? Mm-hmm. The smartest kid there is. Watch this now, Mr. Templer. Watch. Donnie, what's my name? Louie. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Some smart kid, huh? That's not all. Now, watch this. Donnie, what's Mr. Templer's name? Louie. Uh, something go wrong? No, no, wait just a minute. Wait a minute. Donnie, Mr. Templer's name. Louie. All right, something else. Donnie, where do you live? Louie. Donnie, what's your daddy's name? Louie. No. Goodbye, Mr. Templer. Goodbye, Louie, 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 Louie. <laughs> You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, there are certain things in our daily life which we take for granted. 
Only when we are deprived of them do we realize what precious commodities they really are. Air may become the most vital thing in the world to the suffocating man and water to the thirsty one. In the same way, freedom, when it is missed, suddenly becomes life's greatest treasure. In this country, we possess freedom. It is part of us. It is our American heritage. This liberty which we so casually accept was created and nurtured. It didn't just materialize. And so Americans are justly proud of their heritage, and much of the world around us is fascinated by it. If we are to justify our own pride and the yearnings of those in other countries, we must make this freedom a personal thing. We must take it as it was handed to us and preserve it. Preserve it with conscious effort. That is our job as Americans, as free men. For freedom is everybody's job. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. Adventure of the Saint was written by Dick Powell. In our cast, you heard Larry Dobkin as Louie and Mary Shipp as Marie. Sheldon Leonard played Sam and Bonnie Phillips Joe. Donnie was Jerry Hausner and Victor Rodman Alexander. Frank Gerstle was Frankie. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co-starring with Errol Flynn and Michael and Prell in William Marshall's production of Bloodline. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are now on all newsstands. Your announcer, Don Stanley. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Who's on the big show tonight? Well, listen, Bob Hope, Dean Martin, and Jerry Lewis, Rosalind Russell, Frankie Lane, Dorothy McGuire, Louis Armstrong, Meredith Wilson, and glamorous, unpredictable Tallulah. No wonder it's the big show. And Sunday evening also means another outstanding production by Theater Guild on the air. Tonight, it's Boomerang, starring Kirk Douglas. Remember, Bob Hope and Martin and Lewis join the big show today on NBC. Stay tuned for The Life of Riley, next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix. Bendix began his acting career at age 30 in the New Jersey Federal Theater Project. He made his film debut in 1942 and played in supporting roles in dozens of Hollywood films, usually as a warm-hearted gangster, detective, or serviceman. He soon gained attention after appearing in Alfred Hitchcock's Lifeboat, shot in 1944, and he appeared as Gus, a wounded and dying American sailor. His other well-known movie roles include his portrayal of Babe Ruth in The Babe Ruth Story, 1948, a film roundly considered one of the worst sports biopics in film history. It was Bendix's appearance in the Hal Roach-produced film The McGarrens from Brooklyn in 1942 where he played a rugged blue-collar man that led to his best-remembered role. Producer and creator Irving Brecker saw Bendix as the perfect personification of Chester A. Riley, giving a second chance to a show whose audition failed when the sponsor Spurn Groucho marks for the lead with Bendix's stumbling, bumbling, and skating almost perpetually on thin ice Stretching the patience of his otherwise loving wife and children, the life of Riley was a radio hit from 1944 right through 1951. And now on with tonight's show, the life of Riley and Junior and Egbert. 
The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. Last week, Chester Riley's son, Junior, came home with some wonderful news. During the night, there'd been a small fire in his school, and now it's to be closed for one week for repairs. So Junior and his pal, Egbert Gillis, decided to take advantage of the holiday by going to a Boy Scout camp near Lake Arrowhead. News of this decision soon reached the ears of their doting fathers, and Riley Sr. said, I absolutely forbid it. Now, I don't want no arguments, Junior. It's time you learned there's somebody at the head of this house, and you've got to do what the head of the house says. And the head of this house says you can't go. And I agree with your mother. <laughs> In the house next door, Egbert Gillis's father said... Egbert, I absolutely forbid it. Now, it's no use pestering me. Yesterday I forbode it, today I forbid it, and if you ask me tomorrow, I'll forboot it again. <laughs> but teenage boys are persistent. And then Riley said... Please don't go, Junior. I'll miss you. I see so little of you. I thought this week we could pal around together. So don't go. I'll double your allowance. I'll triple it. Just think, Junior, 60 cents a week. <laughs> and next door, Gillis said, Eggbait, Eggbait, sweetheart, you don't want to leave your papa. If you stay, I'll buy you a nice present, huh? What do you say? Don't go, and I'll get you a brand new lawnmower. <laughs> but the boys were stubborn. So finally, each father had to put his foot down. I don't care what your mother says. You can't go, Eggbait. Nothing will make me change my mind. It's no use, Pagan Jr. I said you can't go, and that's final. I have made up my head. <laughs> Bye, Junior. Goodbye, Edwin. Goodbye. 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 Let it go, Gillis. Yeah. They couldn't wait for the bus to pull out. Fine kids we got. They get a week's vacation, and instead of staying home where they can spend a little time with their fathers for a change, they rush off. Yeah. And where do they go? To some wild wilderness, where there's nothing to look at but weasels, coyotes, and skunks. Instead of, <laughs> instead of staying home and looking at us. I'm telling you, Riley, this here younger generation, they're ungrates. Pure, adulterated ungrates. Yeah, you'd think they'd have a little affection for us after all we'd done for them. Yeah. Remember when the cop come after them for stealing a donut from Dingle's Bakery? Yeah. Who swore they was innocent? I did. And who ate up all the evidence? I did. <laughs> but you think they remember that? Yeah. But when we was kids, we loved our fathers. You bet we did. I always thought of my father as an idol. Mine never waked neither, but I loved him just the same. <laughs> my father went, I wanted to go. Yeah, me too. He used to take me to all the ball games. Every game we were there together. He'd sell the hot dogs and I'd smear on the mustard. <laughs> Believe me, Riley, being a father is only grief. You raise a son, you feed him, you dress him, you educate him. And in the end, what do you got? An empty room. <laughs> That's until he gets married. Then the room gets crowded. <laughs> Give us our kids have got to be taught a lesson. They gotta learn that you don't get something for nothing. If you want love, you gotta give love. You're right. Love breeds love. We'll show those kids. They wanna go, let them. We'll show them it don't bother us none. That's the idea. We'll show them we don't care. We won't even write to them. You bet. Besides, with them going, who'll we get to write for us? <laughs> 
Yes, sir, Gillis, we'll show him. Yeah, it's easy to say, but I know you, Riley. You'll get soft. You'll crack. Oh, no, no, not me. Not this time. If anybody cracks, it'll be you. When it comes to Egbert, you always were a softy. Who, me? Yeah, you. Just yesterday, you took a filet mignon that was for your dinner, a dollar fifty a pound, and you put it on Egbert's black eye. Well, it was only fair. After all, I gave him the black eye. <laughs> he walked into a door I was opening. But don't you worry about me. Well, okay. From now on, no sentiment. We're making a pact. It's a pact. For the next week, them boys don't exist. We're cutting them down from our family tree. Right. And when they've learned their lesson, we hang them up again. <laughs> Riley, is that all you're going to eat? I ain't hungry, Dumplin'. What's the matter with you anyway? You've been mooning around all day. You won't eat, you won't talk. Why are you in such an ugly mood? I ain't in an ugly mood. Don't judge by my face. <laughs> Inside, I feel swell. Oh, you don't fool me. I know what's bothering you. You miss Junior. I do not. Why should I miss him? The minute he left, I put him out of my mind just like that. I never gave him another thought. Two days, twelve hours, and eight minutes since he left, and he hasn't written yet. So you do miss him. Well, what's wrong with that? After all, he's been with us 13 years now, ever since he was born. Why, I grew up with him. And he's a fine boy. Uh, the least he can do is drop a line to show that he remembers he's got a father. Oh, Riley, be sensible. After all, he's my boy, too. I love him and I miss him, but I don't get all upset just because he's away for a few days. Oh, yeah, you can talk like that. You've never been his father. <laughs> you didn't go through what I went through when he was born. Well, and I thought I heard everything. He just don't care about me. After all, how long does it take to write a six-page letter? Never mind a letter, a card, one word, regards. He don't even have to sign it. I'd know it was from him. Riley, I know you're very fond of Junior, but don't forget you've got another child. Who? Why, Riley! Oh, yeah, 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 Babs, yeah. Well, yeah, Babs, he's a sweet girl. You know, you, you've always been closer to Junior than you've been to Babs. Well, now's your chance to get to know her better. Well, gee, I love Babs, but... Well, well she's not like Junior. When we play catch, she throws the ball like a girl. <laughs> And if we went fishing, would she bite a worm in half with her teeth like Junior does? Oh, Riley. Of course she throws a ball like a girl. That's because she is a girl. Yeah, that must be the reason. Girls need a father's companionship as much as boys. You ought to show some interest in the things that interest Babs. Go on, talk to her. It'll cheer you up. Yeah. Yeah, why not? What if Junior is gone? I can get along without him. I've got my little Babs. Oh, Babs! Babsy! In here, Daddy. Oh, hello, Babsy. You mind if I sit down? Of course not, Daddy. Oh, wait, I'll move these magazines. Oh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I just thought I'd drop in and have a friendly little talk. <laughs> All right, Daddy. Let's talk. Yeah. Well, uh, um... Uh, excuse me. Is it? What'll I talk about? Oh, for heaven's sake, talk about anything. Talk about school. Oh, yeah, school. That's it, yeah. Well, uh, tell me, Babs, how's school? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Well, that one's shot. Anything special on your mind, Daddy? Huh? No, 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 nothing at all. My mind's a perfect blank. I just wanted to talk. Uh, uh, what's that you're reading there, honey? Oh, just a magazine. You wouldn't be interested in it. Well, who wouldn't? I'm very interested in magazines. I read Esquire every week. Daddy, Esquire only comes out once a month. Yeah, I know. I, I read it four times. Well, this is a fashion magazine. Oh, fashion Well, let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that around. Hopper's Buzzer. Bizarre, Daddy. Well, you mind if I look at it with you? Oh, Daddy, it's mostly about women's clothes. You wouldn't care about that. No, no, I do. I'm interested in everything that interests you. You tell me all about it, right? Well, they've got two of the most gorgeous dresses you've ever seen. They're divine. Well, tell me more. I'm all ears. <laughs> well, I can't make up my mind which I like best. Now, this one here is a taffeta with a sweetheart neck and a dirndl skirt. Huh? But this one's a file dress with a bustle back, leg of mutton sleeve, and a cowl neck. Which one do you like? Well, uh, well, you you look beautiful with mutton legs and a cow's neck. (laughs) Well, I'd like to see you in in, in this one here. Oh, oh, you would? Oh, Daddy, you're an angel. It's only $30, but I never dreamed you'd buy it for you. Just a minute, Beth. Oh, you're an angel, Daddy. I've got to phone away and tell you you're going to buy it. Now, wait, Beth. Oh, well, so I'll wear this suit another four years. Dear, did you have a nice talk with Babs? Uh, some conversation. Three minutes and it cost me 30 bucks. <laughs> I could have phoned long distance for that dog. Only I don't know anybody who lives further than Glendale. <laughs> hey, wait, I do know someone. Junior. I could have phoned Junior. I still can. Oh, if I could just hear his voice. Well, go ahead. It only costs a dollar. Yeah, I, I could... No, 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 I, I can't. Gillis might find out. Well, what's Gillis got to do with it? Well, we sort of agreed that we'd teach those boys a lesson and show them that we don't miss them. Oh, that's ridiculous. Never mind, Gillis. Go on and phone. But we made a pact. We shook hands on it. There's only one way out. I'll be a diplomat. I'll break the pact. (laughs) But we've got to keep this from Gillis. Stop worrying about Gillis. Go on and phone. Okay. Well, dial the operator. Shh. First, I want to make sure that Gillis ain't listening in on the party line. Ever since we both got the same party line, he's always listening. Yeah, okay, the coast is clear. Long distance? I, I, I want to put in a person-to-person call to Junior Riley at Camp High Point in Lake Arrowhead. I am sorry. There is some trouble with the lines in Lake Arrowhead. There will be a two-hour delay. A uh, two-hour... Uh, oh, that's... Uh, Six o'clock, yeah. Well, okay, call me back when you get him. Gladstone 9989J. Poor Gillis. <laughs> he must be suffering. But it's his own fault. He just ain't smart enough to think of a double cross like this. <laughs> That's no use. Ever since my egg boot's gone, I can't stand it no more. Living in an empty house with nobody but my wife. <laughs> I don't care what I promised Riley. Oh, I, I want to talk person to person to Egg Boy Gillis in person. Camp High Point, Lake Arrowhead. Sorry, sir. There will be a two-hour delay. Yeah, okay, I'll be here. This is Party Line Gladstone 9989K. I feel better already. <laughs> Poor Riley. <laughs> well, what he don't know won't hurt me. 
Oh, you uh, you out here, Gillis? Oh, hello, Riley. Yeah, just taking a nose full of fresh uh, fresh air. Uh, it's, 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 it's a nice night, huh, Gillis. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gillis, why don't you go for a nice long walk? Get get away from the house? No, I I think I'll hang around the house here. Uh, uh, why why don't you go for a long walk? Oh no no I I, I think I'll hang around too. Well, uh, Riley, how goes it? You uh, missing Junior? Who? Junior? Oh, my wife's son. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you missing Egbert? No. Why should I miss him? We agreed to put him out of our minds, didn't we? Yeah, it's the smartest thing we ever did. It just goes to show you what willpower can do. Well, sure. <laughs> what time is it, Riley? Uh, three minutes and ten seconds to six. Uh, well, well, what time have you got, Gillis? Three minutes, nine seconds to six. I'm a little fast. What time is it now, Gillis? Two minutes to six. What time you got? A minute and 59 seconds to six. What's the matter, Gillis? Your ears are quivering. Nothing, nothing. Don't. Excuse, Excuse me, me, I just remembered. I gotta, remember, I gotta, I gotta go, go to bed. bed. See you later. Oh, it was my phone. Thank heaven. Hello? On your call to Lake Arrowhead, I am trying to locate your party. Hold on, please. Yeah, okay, I'll hold on. Hello? Hello? Hello, is that you, pal? Yeah, yeah, this is me. Is that you, pal? Yeah, gee, your voice sounds so different. It sounds hoarse. <laughs> You're so different, too. I can hardly recognize you. Yeah, I think we got a bad connection. Do you miss me, pal? I'll say I do. Do you miss me? Every minute. I'm so lonesome. Can you love me? Love you. Here's a kiss. And here's one for you. Uh-huh. Are you having fun? Well, what did you do today? Not so much. I've been hanging around with that big Jake Riley. Well, I've been... <laughs> It's you. Riley, it's you. You double-crosser. You put in a call for your junior. Oh, yeah? Well, you're a double-crosser, too. You put in a call for your Egbert. Yes, but you're the worst, Mr. Riley. You placed your call first. <laughs> the next time I use the telephone, I'm going to write instead. <laughs> Before Pral brings you the second act of The Life of Riley, I'd like to say thanks to all of you folks who have written to tell us how much you've enjoyed the new Life of Riley motion picture starring William Bendix with James Gleason and Rosemary DeCamp and John Brown as Digger O'Dell. We agree it's a very funny movie. And if you haven't seen it yet, don't miss The Life of Riley when it plays in your city. And now back to The Life of Riley. So all right, Riley, let's face it. So we both made a mistake. We broke under the strain and cracked the pack. Well, wait, Gillis, we, we didn't really crack the pack because we didn't actually talk to the boys. Yeah, that's right. The pack ain't cracked. It's still intact. <laughs> but from now on, we got to be stronger than ever. And there's one way to make sure we don't give in. What do you mean? Well, we're both members in good standing of the BPLA. Yeah, but what's this got to do with the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles? <laughs> we're taking the supreme oath of everlasting brotherly trust. No, not that. Not the supreme oath. The Constitution says you're only supposed to take that in times of catastrophes, like earthquakes, floods, epidemics, and eviction. Yeah. <laughs> when a boy don't love his father, that's an emergency. Uh, Come on, the oath. Shake. Shake. Fingers to fingers, toes to toes. If I break this pact, break my nose. <laughs> Riley, we're home. I guess Daddy's out. 
Well, that's funny. He said he's staying in tonight. Oh, just listen to that, Mother. I wish the landlord would install a new hot water boiler. That's not the boiler. It's your father snoring. He must be in the living room. Oh, yes, there he is on the couch. <laughs> just listen to him, Mother. Now I know what to get you for your birthday. Earplugs. <laughs> He's talking in his sleep. Well, what's he saying? Well, I, I can't quite make it out. Darling, I love you. Oh, he's dreaming about you, Mother. He better be. <laughs> when I come home from work, my first thought is of you. He does mean you, Mother. Oh, the sweet thing. Don't ever leave me. I can't live without you. Ah, oh, the darling. I'll wake him up with a kiss. Oh, thank you, Junior. I oh, oh, it's you. Where's Junior? I, oh, it's only a dream. I forgot. He's gone. Oh, now listen, Riley. It's all right to love your son, but you're overdoing it. Junior goes away for a few days and you act like the world's ended. You mope around the house, you talk in your sleep. You better snap out of it. Yeah, but he didn't even write. Not even a card. Kids Junior's age never write. You know that, Daddy. Now, there's nothing to worry about. The scoutmaster at the camp takes good care of the boys. Besides, if anything went wrong, they'd let us know. Well, I know all that. Well, then what are you so gloomy about? I miss him. <laughs> My own son ignores me. I was always so good to him. I treated him like he was my own son. Some son. He don't write. He don't phone. As far as he's concerned, I ain't even alive. According to my records, he's wrong. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, I, I didn't see you, Digger. Greetings, Riley. Going my way? Uh, no, I'm just strolling around a while while I walk. You know, Digger, life is full of disappointments. A man tries to be a nice guy, be a friend and a pal. And then in the end, someone lets him down. Please, let's not talk shop. <laughs> I feel terrible, Digger. It's my boy, Junior. He went camping three days ago, and gee, I miss him. Would you believe it? I saw him off at the station last Thursday, and since then I ain't even heard from him. Oh, don't let that worry you, Riley. I've seen lots of people off, and I never heard from them. <laughs> But I don't mind. As long as I know where they are, I'm satisfied. Oh, but I miss him so much. Being a father is nothing but trouble. Ah, fatherhood. Frantically summoning a taxi when the little woman tells you the moment has arrived. Desperately speeding to the hospital at 60 miles per hour. Impatiently pacing the hospital corridor until the stalk arrives. And then rushing back to the pinochle game. <laughs> I adore pinochle. It's... It's okay. My wife says I should go up to camp and see Junior. An excellent suggestion. Yeah, but I can't. Gillis and me made a solemn promise to ignore our boys, to teach them a lesson for desertness, and i got to keep my word. Besides, Gillis is watching me like a hawk. I see. Uh, but suppose Babs wanted to see her little brother. Naturally, you'd have to chaperone her on the trip. Yeah. Yeah, and then if Gillis found out, why... Hey, that's a great idea. We'll leave first thing in the morning. Digger, you're a real pal. Someday I'll do something for you. I'm sure you will. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. <laughs>
hurry up, Babs. I want to reach the camp before it gets dark. Oh, I'm exhausted. I still don't see why he had to take me along. I keep telling you, Babs, if Gillis finds out, you're my alibi. Well, let's go on. Yeah, now remember, keep close to me. There's wild animals around here. Wild animals? Sure, wolves and bears and coyotes. Bears? Now, don't be afraid. If a bear should jump out at you from the bush, start running. And don't worry, I'll be right in front of you. Now, come on. (laughs) Let's go. Oh, gee, I can hardly wait to see Junior. Oh, I think I see the camp, Daddy. Where, where, where? There. You can see it through the trees. Yeah, that's it. Hurry up. Come on. Wait, Daddy. What's wrong? Listen. There's something in those bushes. There, 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 there is? Oh, it's some kind of an animal. Maybe it's a bear. A bear? No, 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 no. Now, don't be afraid. You stay here. I'll run and get help. It's coming toward us. It's looking at us. I see its hairy face. It's got long fangs and beady red eyes. Why, Mr. Gillis? Riley! Bear! Gillis! I thought you was a bear. I'll never trust you again. The minute I turn my back, you follow me. Oh, Riley, what's the use? Let's admit we're licked. I, 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 I can't stand it. After all, Edward's my own fleshy blood. My only male son. Yeah, you're right, Gillis. Why fight nature? This has been the lonesomest week of my life. Look, there's the scoutmaster over there. Let's go ask him to get the boy. No, no, wait a minute, Gillis. Babs, you go get him and walk past this tree, and then we'll jump out and surprise him. Oh, all right, but you stay right there. Yeah. Oh, gee, Gillis, I hope we did the right thing in coming here. I hope so, too. Egbert and Junior might not like it. Yeah, they might resent us, making sissies out of them. Maybe we better go home. No, no, no. We come this far. Let's stick it out. Yeah. Daddy. Hey, here comes Babs. Oh, Daddy. Where's Junior? Where's Eggboy? They're gone. Gone? What do you mean? Where'd they go? They ran away this morning. They went home. Home? They ran away home? Home? But this I came through ten miles of poison ivy? <laughs> well, don't you see, Gillis? They went home because they couldn't stand being away from their fathers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they missed us. They love us. Yeah, and we were worried. Oh, this is the biggest thrill of my life. Here's the note they left. Yeah, let, let's see. Let's see what the little darlings say. We're going home. We can't stand it any longer. We miss our mothers. <laughs> their mothers? They love their mothers? What a revolting development this is. <laughs> We'll return in just a moment. There's a glamorous air about Prell washed hair. Yes, that's what you'll discover when you use Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo. Because Prell helps hair to more glamour two ways. First, even in hardest water, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any leading cream shampoo. Yes, with Prell, your hair is radiantly soft, radiantly smooth, so easy to comb and manage. And second, Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctor's examinations proved it. Try Prell yourself. As Tallulah says... I'm Tallulah, the tube of Prell. And I'll make your hair look swell. It'll shine, it'll glow, so dandruff-free. For radiant hair, get a hold of me. Tallulah, the tube of Prell Shampoo. I'm home. Is Junior here yet? Yes, he's sound asleep. Did he tell you why he left camp? 
Well, yes, he did, I guess he loves you more than he loves me. Oh, no, Riley, don't be silly. Oh, I don't mind. That's life. You find it in every family. Anyway, it works out even in the end. The boy loves the mother the most, and the girl loves the father the least. (laughs) Folks, folks, this is Riley, alias William Bendix, saying goodbye for a while and hoping you will be with us again when we return to the air Friday night, October 7th, over your NBC station. Tonight marks the close of four happy years of broadcasting the life of Riley for Procter & Gamble, makers of our favorite shampoo, Prell. And we wish our sponsor and you folks who have allowed us to visit you every week a wonderful summer and good luck to you all. See you in October. Bell Shampoo has presented The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley and wishes them the best of everything when they return to the air next fall. And don't miss the hilarious new motion picture comedy, The Life of Riley, now playing in most cities throughout the country. Tonight's script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Ship. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. Junior is Tommy Cook. Mitchell Lindemann directs with music by Lou Koslow. And thanks to John Morris, Floyd Caton, and Ralph Reed of NBC. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's The Lone Ranger, followed by Phil Harris and Alice Fay. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.